It is January 3rd and I'm exactly the same person as I was last year. You're welcome, right? Um, this whole notion that will um, will magically change because it's now January 1st and we have to scratch out 2023 and write down 2024 um, is kind of flawed. And I'm not saying you can't change. And I'm not saying that positive change is impossible at any given moment. But when it comes to making our plans, plan for the circumstances that you have, not maybe the circumstances that you're working towards or that you eventually hope to get to. Hi, I am Sandra Vanderly, and this is Becoming Unapologetic. This is going to be the podcast for entrepreneurs that are ready to grow a business that works for them. I'm here to tell you that there is no such thing as one break, one launch, or one secret that's going to change your life or your business. The big difference between those that stayed stuck and those that blew up, the ones who made it decided that they have what it takes, they sell their expertise, and they unapologetically go after their dreams every damn day. Here is to becoming unapologetic. Hello, welcome back to Becoming Unapologetic, the podcast. It is episode 26 already, and I think it's very timely for me to talk about some of the planning mistakes that I see over and over and over again. And I want to preface this by saying I love the feeling of a new year, a new chance, a new season, a brand new planner that I swear is going to change and revolutionize how I plan things in the rest of my life. Um, which it doesn't, but it's always very pretty. I have been eyeing so many planners this season, <laughs> but I think that that immediately brings me to mistake number one. Most of us, when we plan for the next, whether it's the next three months or the next year or the next five years, we assume that we are going to wake up tomorrow and be a completely different person. It is like you will magically wake up tomorrow and because you've now made a plan, you will want to go and work out every single day. You'll definitely suddenly hit 10,000 steps, even though you've been hitting two or 3,000 so far every single day. You will suddenly have a nanny that is going to show up just like Mary Poppins so that the kids are taken care of while you get to work. And the visibility issues and the hangups or the lack of skills or knowledge or confidence when it comes to sales, that's going to magically evaporate too, right? And when I say it like that, I'm sure you're listening like, haha, that's really funny. I know it doesn't work like that. But when we plan for the next year, the next quarter, the next four weeks, we forget about all of this. And I am a huge, huge, huge sort of advocate, fan, proponent of letting your business fold around your life, which means that you have to be very realistic about your strengths and some of your weaknesses. And it's much easier to capitalize on your strengths than it is to improve on things you're not so good at. And that means that if you only have 10 hours of uninterrupted work time available to you, do not make a plan that assumes or is going to take at least 30 hours, 
right? Because you just don't have those. So that's the fastest way to feeling really frustrated, getting in that negative talk cycle, right? It's almost like a spiral, but going down instead of up, where it's like, oh, well, I said I was going to do all these things. That was wildly unrealistic, but now I'm going to make myself feel bad and shame myself for not getting them done. Add even more pressure into the pressure cooker and add more things to my plate and just feel terrible. And it doesn't work, right? Shaming yourself for the things that you haven't done, whether they were realistic or not, it just does not work. So whenever it comes to coming up with the plans, I like to assume that tomorrow I'm going to be largely the same person as I am today. And actually, if you're in my my free Facebook group, you may have seen my post about this early January. It's like, it is January 3rd and I'm exactly the same person as I was last year. You're welcome, right? Um, this whole notion that will... Um, will magically change because it's now January 1st and we have to scratch out 2023 and write down 2024. Um, it's kind of flawed. And I'm not saying you can't change. And I'm not saying that positive change isn't possible at any given moment. But when it comes to making our plans, plan for the circumstances that you have, not maybe the circumstances that you're working towards or that you eventually hope to get to right okay so that's mistake number one it's assuming that you'll be a wildly different person tomorrow with wildly different circumstances now mistake number two I very frequently see is that people will plan for the whole year in advance and this is fine if you're a very established business owner and you have your offer suite or the kind of things that you're selling lined up, you have your marketing tools and your sales strategies and you know all of that, this can work really well, right? I know some really experienced thing, million dollar plus, multi-million euro plus business owners that can literally plan out and predict their revenue month by month down to, you know, a few hundred up to like three, four, five thousand dollars difference. But the only way you can do that is if you know what you're selling at which price points, in what ways, what your conversion rates will be, what your ad budget is going to be, or how many leads you're going to have to bring in somehow, right? If you are newer, if you change your mind a lot, if you're um, going to a change, if you want to try some new offers, it doesn't make sense to plan all the way now till the end of the year, right? And I feel the same way where I have a large income goal, right? I discussed that in podcast episode 24, um, I think is where I shared my, my goals for the year. Let me check really quick. I'm literally looking at my, yeah, so in episode 24, um, I discuss how one of my goals is to make like half a million dollars in 2024, but I haven't tied my exact offers to it. I haven't said, well, that means $25,000 comes from this and $100,000 comes from that uh, because I don't know yet what I'll be called to create, how I'll exactly want to work, what's going on in my life that I might have to work around. Because if there's one thing I learned last year is that there was a lot of life I had to work around, right? 
Um, so don't waste time right now planning what you'll be selling for Black Friday next year, because for most of us, that's not set in stone. So it feels really productive to spend like three days planning everything out, but it's probably a lot more effective if you figure out what you want to do in the next month and then take day two and three and execute like crazy, right? So get your first quarter or your next quarter locked down, go make sales, gather information and adjust from there. Now, mistake number three, and I am really, really good at this one or really bad at this one, um, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Mistake number three is overcomplicating something until it makes you want to cry. And this is honestly, I am um, very talented at this, right? So let's take this podcast. It started with something very simple. It's like, I think doing a podcast would be great. And then it turned into a, well, wouldn't it be much better if I alternated solo episodes with interviews and then I did it on video so everything could go to YouTube and it could be repurposed and I'll have this turn into carousels and that can be Facebook statuses and this can be this and that can be that and everything needs graphics and it needs to be on YouTube and it needs to be YouTube shorts and it needs to be edited and rah, rah, rah. The problem with this is that from a wouldn't it be cool to have a podcast, I am so excited about this, I can launch it today, tomorrow, next week, I turn it into this massive multi-platform video and audio thing, repurposing it into 20 pieces of content, making sure that whatever, right, I had guests lined up for the next two years. And although that sounded highly strategic and I can see the value and the benefit of it, it really overcomplicated the process of making it and getting started, right? Because, and I've had multiple friends be like, why don't you just record the video while you're doing a podcast? And I'm like, well, adding video adds a whole layer of complexity, right? You kind of need editing, especially for the longer ones. Um, you need outfit changes, you need background changes, it needs to be on brand, where the reality is right now I'm like properly dressed. But I have recorded some of these episodes not wearing a bra in my pajamas with my hair not done and my face not washed and just riffing, just talking. And if I did that on video, I would have to get dressed, I would have to look at the camera instead of just look at my notes and talk to you. I would have to manage way more files, right? And that's not my strong suit. Organization and file management is not where I shine. It would require, well, I have a really good camera, but it would need a tripod and it needs this and it needs that and da da da. And now I can literally grab my laptop, pack up my, my microphone, bring my little, I must not forget my little adapter to plug it into my MacBook Pro, like my USB to USB-C, and I could record anywhere. And I just realized like I'm recording and I just realized I'm not even wearing my headphones right now. So I'm not checking audio levels, which I normally do. So for the next episode, I'll definitely do that. But the thing is, we really, when we overcomplicate and we turn it into a huge production because we can see the potential in that plan, but then it becomes a drag, which meant that the podcast didn't come into existence six months later, until six months later. Like it took me six months or so to go from IT to actually launching my podcast. 
And that is just stupid. When you have the materials, when you have the ideas, start scrappy. And you know what? If maybe next year or two years from now, I want to turn into Marie Forleo and I hire a studio and a production team and makeup and dresses and whatever, and I do like half a year's worth of, so that's what, like 50 episodes in my case, I do 50 episodes, including videos in three days and have a team that repurposes them into everything else. That's great, but it doesn't have to start out that way. Um, So just keep it simple, get it going, and then adjust from there. So those are the three biggest planning mistakes. I really hope that you'll avoid it. Um, and I really hope that this was helpful for you and you are still excited to make some really big plans and make some really cool things happen in the future. Please just don't think you'll be an entirely different person. Don't plan way too long in advance and don't overcomplicate it until it makes you want to cry. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you very, very soon.